Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Welcome to episode three of Yakin' About Bojack. Okay. So the title of episode three was Prickly Muffin. It came out August 22nd, 2014 with the rest of season one. It's a Netflix original star-studded cast. And this episode, we met two new actors, Christian Schaal, who is also known for acting as Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers. And Adam Conover is another person who appears in this episode, and he's known for Adam Ruins Everything. Have you heard of that? He Yes, he he has a podcast, and he's on YouTube, and he talks about how everything, well, not sucks, but kind of like exposes everything. So yeah. things are great, or just like not great? I, I think in some ways that's an analogy for this episode, which really exposes some bad things about the world. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, okay, before we get into our thoughts about the episode, uh, let's do a summary. Child actor from Horsin' Around, Sarah Lynn, stumbles back into Bojack's life. Sarah Lynn faced early success in her career, but then was discarded after the age of 30 and is spiraling. Her own issues with substance abuse and Bojack's need to atone for his own childhood, dad issues, and guilt all combine into a toxic tornado. Hmm. Do you think that summarized the episode? I think that summarized it, but I'm also confused. How old is Bojack? Because it makes him sound like he's really old if like she's... Like, well, in the 90s, he was on he was an adult, right? So in the 90s, he was an adult. And it has been 2014 is when the show released. And I think you're supposed to assume that it is, in fact, 2014. Okay. Say he was like 20 when he got the gig. Okay. It's been at least 14 years since the 90s. It's been about 20-ish years. I think the show tells us that Sarah Lynn has had, uh, they did a 12-year skip and then they uh-huh. did another 12-year skip, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's 24 years. I think it's been maybe 20 years since the end of the show, I would say. Like, maybe they went on for four more years from that original clip. Okay. So he's, like, in his 40s, 50s. Interesting. Yeah. And then, because how old do you think Sarah Lynn was in the show? Like, I have a guess, but I don't know. I thought she was six for some reason. So six plus 24, that would make her 30. That would make her exactly 30. I think that's, you got it on the dot, right? Because they're saying she was, after 24 years from that clip, she was 30. Yes. Okay. Right? And six plus twelve makes her eighteen. And the first, you know, the first mm-hmm. uh, flash forward where they go to her and she's like, "I'm an adult now and I have sex." Oh, that makes sense. So six, eighteen, and then you have uh, thirty. Yeah. So that tells us her age, and that also means that it has probably been twenty years, and, and Bojack's probably in his forties or fifties. Yeah. Okay, I did not put that into perspective at all. Like. I guess we can't really tell because they're animals. Uh, Sarah Lynn is an animal to you? How rude. Okay, Sarah Lynn. Or <laughs> <laughs> the other animals. Unless they have a must beard or mustache or something. Some of the know. animals have like graying hair. Yes. Oh, yeah, but do. you're right. It's hard to tell. Especially in, I think this is cartoon shows in general. Mm. It's really hard to depict age because that's a detail sort of in your facial features. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For animation mm-hmm. purposes, sometimes they simplify that down. So you don't always see it. Yeah. But it's interesting to see, like, well, again, because I come from an anime background, so most main characters are, like, youths or young adults. So having someone who is, like, a 40, 50-year-old main character is interesting. It is interesting. I think it it leads to a lot of the problems they talk about on the show and and things that are going to come up because we have older characters. Uh, Yeah, so do you want to jump into our new characters that we met this episode? That's a pretty heavy, heavy topic, but... Yes. The main one is the Sarah Lynn. Was there another yes. one? Yes. 
There was Sarah Lynn, but I think there's a lot to talk about with Sarah Lynn. Do you want to, yeah, do you want to start with this? What did, what were your thoughts? Maybe before we do characters, what were your thoughts overall on this episode? So overall, it, it gave more information. Like it showed us more about the show and his interactions with the people in the show. And oh my gosh, like Bojack was so mean to her when she was young. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe he got that behavior because his parents were like that. I'm yes. Guessing. I think it tells you more about Bojack's worldview. Mm-hmm. Like he was harsh because I think he saw her as an actor, mm-hmm. but he didn't take into account she was six because I think that's Bojack's own maturity not really understanding. Mm-hmm. But Bojack places his worth on external people. Mm-hmm on the outside world, on the audience and how they perceive them. And that's how he sees his worth. And he gives her that pep talk, in quotes. Intense pep talk. Yeah. And I think he basically transferred his own baggage of, like, externalizing his self-worth to Sarah Lynn. Okay. I mean, it depends. I think that if he wasn't so serious and the music didn't get all dark, it could have just yes. been, like, a oh, like, as entertainers, we want to make our audience smile, that kind of thing, which I think is... But I definitely think not just the music. Mm -hmm. It was also his tone and his his behavior. I think definitely the music amplified it. Yes, but his tone and behavior, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit bit much for a child. And yeah, impressionable because we learned that Sarah Lynn didn't really have a father figure, at least. I think it's implied in the flashback. Mm-hmm. the one where they're doing makeup before the weekend oh yes weird like she dreams of doing something other than acting but her mom seems to want her for money mm-hmm. did some sexual acts to get her the position and role she has now she doesn't seem to really have a father figure in her life either mm-hmm. so she really doesn't have a healthy adult role model other than bojack who is a fictional dad and clearly a not great one in real life mm-hmm. either like, I don't think Bojack had to be a, a parent to her at that age. Technically, it wasn't his responsibility, but... Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess, too, it's kind of like... Yeah, as you said, like, he didn't have to be the parent. They were technically, like, at work. So, like, regardless of age. Like, he might... He didn't even... He might not necessarily know about their family situation. So, yes. he was just acting like how he would normally act. Which was... Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, in, for her, it just kind of sucked. Because this is what she's exposed to. Yes. And I think you're right. Like with your coworkers, it's fine because there's an assumption that your coworkers are fully developed adults. Mm-hmm. And so they can understand and make their own decisions. They can, to some degree, differentiate between other people's opinions and whether this should be my opinion. Like you can decide that. Mm-hmm. For a child, typically like authority figures, when they tell you stuff, you can decide it too, but you you definitely do interpret this as, is this the rule or the way the world works, mm-hmm. especially if there's someone you admire. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever have that happen to you when you were a kid? Did you look up to anyone? I think I was pretty sheltered as a kid. There wasn't really much like out there that influenced me, I guess, which I don't know. I think that there's some like there could there's like there's positives in that in the sense that there can be a lot of negative influence out there. Like say a lot of people if they're younger, they're mm-hmm. exposed to not great media, like mm-hmm people who and then they try to imitate those people and start doing yeah. I don't know say smoking or drugs um, or things like that as a younger age because they yeah. think it's cool but at the same time then we I also missed out the influence of like say the people who have made change at a young age or who are like great leaders in their community yeah. as an example and to feel like you have to kickstart your life that way mm-hmm. um, I feel like I took a different outlook 
Um, I definitely don't think I had a specific role model, but teachers. I really loved authority figures. Uh. And I would really, if a teacher said they did something or I'd ask them about their life story and be like, I need to become like them because they're adults who are doing things with their lives. And I, I want to be a college professor. <laughs> professor. You did? <laughs> no, uh, actually, for a long time, I did want to become a professor. Uh. Did I not say this? I wanted to be go into teaching. Did I like teachers? Uh. And then I wanted to, to get my PhD and teach. Maybe I'll do it one day. I definitely don't find research as interesting as I find um, being a lecturer. But now with all the things online, you can make your own courses like on Skillshare. And if we were sponsored by Skillshare, we would put in an ad, but we're not. So, <laughs> <laughs> Lena, already asking for the sponsors, episode three. But Skillshare, if you hear us, Lena's right. So we're talking about Sarah Lynn's self-destructive nature in pursuit of her audience. What did you think of the way she manipulated Bojack? Yeah. Well, first of all, the whole scene where they met in the mall where it's a breakup. Oh, and... right. Yes. That's when I wrote the line of self-destructive in pursuit to keep her audience. Ah, That's when I wrote that Okay. Line. I was just like, this is a bit much. <laughs> Understatement of the year. Yeah, no, I, mean, so I don't know if, if she planned that to happen or just so happened to be that he okay no like what if she just what if she just bled out i don't and think no she planned her? It. like what, she would have just died <laughs> i'm yeah she just stabbed i think that was the part where it's supposed to be comedic she just stabbed herself with the bayonet just stabbed because she will do anything but to what keep if her he, audience she just no one helped her they didn't help her she <laughs> Why, freaking yeah, duct taped exactly. it that is not help. No one took her. I love how in the cutscene of Bojack telling Diane, he's like, so then I took her to Promises for a 28-day rehab. And I was like, cool. Then they cut to it, and she's still <laughs> bleeding in the car while he took her to rehab. They didn't take her to the hospital first. Nah, nah, nah. First, while bleeding out, take her to rehab. I don't know. That is true. Do you think that Sarah Lynn manipulates Bojack more, though, than he deserves? Oh, uh, well... What do you mean by deserved? Well, to some degree, I felt like Bojack was asking to be manipulated. He wanted to use Sarah Lynn. And he outright says this to Diane. Right? He, like, outright says this to Diane. When he says, no, why would you think I'm doing this? And he says, do you think I'm trying to solve this sick dad fantasy, resolve some deep guilt for a past neglect, or fix his own childhood? And then he says that he's not trying to do all three at the same time and then immediately undercuts it by calling Sarah Lynn his sweet baby as if she's literally a child and then runs out of the room, which clearly I think he's he's trying to fix his past by, you know, taking in Sarah Lynn, but he's doing a bad job of it. So to some degree, I feel like, I don't know, I, I guess I shouldn't say someone deserves it. I don't know, it, I feel that she would have done it regardless of who it was. Like, it just so happened to be that he's the one who met, who happened mm -hmm. to pick her up while she was bleeding to death. But if it was anyone else, I feel that she would have done yes. the same thing. Like, done the whole, like, sob story about, oh, I can't go home kind of thing. Can I stay here? Yeah. It definitely seems like something she has mm -hmm. learned to do, not just to Bojack. It brings up to the point that I want to get into of Sony notes on Diane's whole thing. But infantilization, Diane says that. And because Sarah Lynn was famous when she was six, right? I feel like she was rewarded for acting like a child. Like, you know, America or like Bojack Horseman America. 
loved her for being a child. And so she knows if she does childlike behavior, that is how the world, that's what the world wants from her, one, to some degree. And that's also what she gets mm-hmm. rewarded for and has created this positive feedback. Obviously, this is the term you said before, uh, couch psychologist. Yes, armchair, because we're, we're, we're very <laughs> right? posh. Armchair. And yet I am standing right now. Armchair psychologist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was necessarily acting like an infant either, because she did go through that phase of, say, of how she was being an adult and, like, sexy. So I assume during those 18, whatever, 20 years, she had this persona of, like, being a, I don't know, sexy girl, whatever, that got her what she wanted. I don't think her behavior was necessarily mm-hmm. a kid's behavior. I just think it was just someone who was being... That just guilt trips people. That that's just a guilt tripping kind of behavior that anyone can do, even an adult. Like when say when someone tells someone like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself if you break up with me," kind of thing. <laughs> yes, I argue that that behavior can still exist with the sexy girl behavior, and in fact is encouraged by our society. Hot take. So, in terms of how women are sexualized, they're sexualized one from a very young age, and often sexualization of women happens with baby-like or child-like features the you know an anime the schoolgirl fantasy um they, they even like certain certain types of lingerie that's very you know a baby doll style the term baby being referred to as a significant other in some ways is you applying in, in sort of conflating those two terms and it happens a lot in our society and i dislike it and it happens almost exclusively with women it doesn't happen as much with mm. men Right. And that has to do a lot with our gender inequality in our society and sort of this this, uh, as Diane mentions, the, the patriarchy. And is there even a way for a woman to be sexually liberated and sex positive in this world? Because she's still kind of treated and rewarded for that infantile behavior. And there's you can still be sexy, but you're still going to be uh, expected like there's there's a sort of nuanced mm situation i don't know if you feel this way my first thought when i heard this was like i thought many people were were very against pedophiles so why would you (laughs) but then if you're infantilizing or sexiness or sexualizing infant i don't know (laughs) it's a little i'm not gonna lie it's a little pedophilic and i i feel like our society is is kind of like that and it it disturbs me a little bit it's not right but we do it too much. We make young women um, sexy way too young. And I feel like that really, you know, it hits that boundary, which I'm, I like the fact that Sarah Lynn was 18 when she had her her hmm. uh, sort of I, I'm a woman, I'm sexy. Whereas Sextina Aquafina from the uh, Crazy Rich Asians. No. Yeah, Aquafina oh. is a real artist. But in the show, there is yes. a fake dolphin artist that they ask. Oh, do you yes. remember? Her name oh, is yeah. Sextina yeah, 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 yeah. Aquafina, but it's not spelled the same way as the Crazy Rich Asians, and it's not meant to be her. Oh. Yeah, but the whole point oh, was she's okay. the young, hip thing, and she's saying that, you know, yeah. Sarah Lynn's old news. Sextina Aquafina is age 14 in season one. Oh, yeah. that's that's young. That's young, but do you, like, a lot of female celebrities and artists were very young when they get sexualized. Mm. They're under the age of 18. So I'm not, it, it happens in connection. And when 
Sarah Lyndon Earl, I'm 18, I can have sex. It reminded me of a lot of Disney artists. Like even Britney Spears was originally a Disney artist. We haven't even touched on Britney Spears, but I feel like Sarah Lynn's experience is very similar to what happened to Britney Spears. Um, they were Disney kids. They hit a certain age to get their career to work. It's like women can only be seen as child sex object and then they don't exist anymore. I'm very proud of women like Madonna who are able to re-evolve themselves and their career is not limited to their age. A lot of ways mm -hmm. it is. Sarah Lynn has gone through that sort of thing where she was either a child or she had to be a sex object. And those are the only two ways she could market herself and be in the world zeitgeist, be liked by her audience. That's a very containing box. And I think that's led to mm. a lot of these unhealthy behaviors. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Although I was a bit confused. Like, so after, is she... So she, because I know that there was a whole, like, she doesn't have an agent anymore. So she's, like, yeah, out of entertainment? Because later in the episode, she went back in. She was, like, oh, I got another agent. So I was, like. I think I, she I, probably fired her agent and she was in between agents, maybe. Interesting. Which um, is not important. But, no, I think she was in between agents. Which is why, you know, Princess Carolyn. I love Princess Carolyn. Can we just talk about her for a second? <laughs> Did you like Princess sure. Carolyn this episode? Melina, tell me your thoughts. Yes. She was hilarious. Also smart. <laughs> Yes. Genius. She was like, Sarah Lynn, great person to get, but she really wanted Andrew Garfield. When she said, yes. great, phase one of the plan is complete. Phase two, released to the yes. press that Vanessa Gecko is meeting with Andrew Garfield's ex and then set up a meeting with me and Andrew Garfield. Princess Carolyn was so smart. Oh, yes. Well, she was definitely opportunistic. Like when she heard right away that Sarah Lynn was a free or was agent free she just went in afterwards mm -hmm. uh yeah so what did you think of todd todd he he was freaking out he seemed like the because in most of the other episodes he was like he seemed like like the like the hipster kind of guy yeah. i think i mentioned that before but now he seemed like the voice of reason he was the voice of reason <laughs> him and diane were the voice of reason in this and i love todd as always, despite the fact that Todd is kind of crazy, he's almost always the wisest, I feel. So keep an eye on Todd. Okay, okay. Because he's definitely, like, the, like when I saw him now, I, I was just like, this is so different from before the previous episodes where he was getting involved with, like, the gangs and, like, getting scammed oh, by true. fake can... dating <laughs> phone people. Yeah, I feel use. like he, he lives his life and uh, he has fun. You know, he, he makes opportunities for himself. He gets into trouble, but he lives. That's Child true. Child lives. But he has boundaries such as don't have crazy house parties yes. and don't, don't break down someone's wall. On his <laughs> what did you think about the fact that Bojack <laughs> didn't let Todd sit in the guest bedroom? That was sad. I know, it's so sad. They treat Todd like dirt. <laughs> but I died laughing anyways. Uh, it was hilarious. Did you catch any weird animal bits this episode? Uh, I mean, there were a lot of animals at the, the parties. And then there were the two animal reporters. Did you catch anything weird with the them? They wore clothes, but that's normal in this They show. flew, Melina. <laughs> Did you see them fly? I saw them fly. That's normal for a bird. Is it fly? normal for bird people to fly? I don't know. I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why do they see? even need planes if all the bird people can fly? For the non-bird people. That's weird, man. <laughs> Not to mention, they in the beginning, they talk about having bird feeders. Yes. I'm like, wait, do all the birds also get free food? I don't understand this. Maybe the bird feeders are for the non-sentient birds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. 
I think we've gone through most of the actual plot of the of the show just by talking about the characters this episode. Uh, do you want to get to Diane's speech? Do you remember Diane's speech? She talked. Well, which speech? There were a few speeches. Really? Oh, what were the other had. speeches? I only thought about one. Well, I don't know if it was considered a speech, but him, I forget which one. I think Bojack asked her about Sarah Lynn, and that's when she went into a tirade. Yep. And then she he just went like, oh, no, I just meant like in terms of like right now. And then that's when she's like, oh, okay. Like, you mean like in terms of like what you're doing, letting yes. her have this party kind of thing. There's that, and then at the end, there's also like a talk between Todd and Diane and Bojack, where it's kind of like, you're gotta get things under control, Bojack. Yeah. Things are going a little crazy. And also at the end, where Bojack and her have a bit of a talk, where he's kind of, did I screw up kind of thing? And she's like, well, I mean, da da da. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's society. Oh, that was also a speech. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Now I see all the different ones. I'm talking about specifically her first one, which is the one I did like a bit of a deep dive into. For sure. Because okay. it was, it was a lot. Words. So I took notes. <laughs> right? And Okay. I had a feeling you were, I had a feeling that you were gonna take notes on this. I when I first heard it, I was just like, Okay, there's a lot going on, but I feel like I need to Yeah. Really this. <laughs> so I loved it, as you know. Uh, and I like how yes. Diane mentions, like, what do you think about her? Like she loves her early work because she satirizes youth culture's obsession with sex. And it actually made me think mm. because a lot of people say that. And there's some artists who do it intentionally and some artists who don't do it intentionally. And it's about really third wave feminism. I actually looked up third wave feminism because I wanted to make sure what it was. Third wave feminism started in the 90s. I looked it up. It's from the Wikipedia article. And it is about feminism from second wave. We got a little bit more equality, but it talks about intersectionality and sex positivity. And it talks about getting consciousness. So a lot of women are taking the 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 items we've gotten from second wave feminism for granted. So it's about raising consciousness and what is really good for women. And I think Diane also means like, I guess the sex positivity is third wave, but what really we're in the middle of is fourth wave feminism began around 2012. And I think this is the one you probably are most familiar with Melina. It's the one that's empowerment about women, intersectionality of women, as well as social and marginalized groups like those, problems that come together mm. equal pay equal opportunities and about both women and men overcoming gender norms like it's really about gender equality mm-hmm. and coming to that balance because we're not going to get to full equality unless we we do that and i think that diane's whole bit about how can a woman reclaim her her, her sexuality in a patriarchal society that automatically sees her as an object and how can that really exist in third wave feminism is how fourth wave feminism really starts right it's like how do we overcome these gender norms how do we make it more Mm. equal and she talks about does that mean then if a woman's um really reclaiming her sexuality isn't is that just a lie to cater to the male gaze and to get her audience that's something that diane's thinking about and i was like i totally see that does but then by saying this does that mean Mm. sarah lynn is just a puppet of the industry like she just works for agents and that's like also dismissing her own agency and by doing so it just feeds into the infantilization of women as a byproduct in the society we live in so i thought that was really great i looked up specifically two different aspects that i thought about with this one is infantilization we talked about earlier and the second is ageism highly recommend everyone looking up this article uh it's called women's double dose of discrimination gender and ageism it's on the forbes site Uh, We can put a link in the description and it talks about how women face more stigma 
as they get older. Mm. And a lot of the time it's because attractiveness and our physical appearance is much more valued for women than it is for men, especially mm. in Hollywood, right? Mm. Like when they talk about in with the new, out with the old, at 30, Sarah Lynn is like mm. her career is declining. Whereas Andrew Garfield was around is around the same age as her, but his career is taking off, mm. as, according to the show. Mm. And they talk about how for women, the moment you start showing signs of aging, you are going to face ageism. Mm. Whereas when you're young, you face a lot mm. more sexism. And so it's like a double-ended sword. Mm. And she has a line, uh, she being the, the author of this article, uh, which really spoke to me. And it says, as usual, it will take women to foment change. Ageism is a human issue. Ageism is a family issue. Ageism is a financial issue. Ageism is a political issue. Ageism is your issue. Ageism is our issue. And it's not that only women face it, but women do face it more with more difficulty and it faces uh, hits them harder. And I think that the fact that Sarah Lynn was quote-unquote discarded at 30 and Bojack is feeling he's in sort of the same place in his career and his life, but he is, as we mentioned in the beginning, like 50. Yeah. Right? She she got the brunt of that 20 years earlier, but obviously she was a little bit more successful. Mm. She did other shit with her life. Mm. She did a she lot did a because lot. she was sort of forced to work early, but... Mm. Um, Yes. But yeah, I definitely heard about the age thing, especially like even in like non-entertainment in, non industries, like where it's like, yes, when you're closer to like your 30s and such, like it's like, are you going to be bearing a child? Will you be going on maternal yes. leave? Should we be hiring you because you'll be going on maternal leave? Yes. Uh, if you're if you're a married woman, also, there's stigma mm. when you are looking for a job based on how recently you've been married because they... They aren't allowed to ask, I think, at least in, in Canada, mm -hmm. whether or not you're going to be pregnant anytime soon. But a lot of companies uh, are suspicious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I know that like a few of my, my male acquaintances, like they had said that they want to make themselves look older because they'll be more, I guess, seen as legitimate, which is like the opposite of what we were saying. Like women. Yes. Like want yes. younger kind of thing gray hair on a woman means she's old and sometimes not good at her job mm. gray hair on a man means he's distinguished mm. in the same way glasses on a man make him distinguished but glasses on a woman are typically a negative quality mm. in my notes i mean so one thing i didn't really understand is why bojack and sarah lynn kept making out and things like everywhere all the, not all the time but like a number yes. of times later on it's like they were arguing, and then he was trying to set boundaries and stuff, and then she was being argumented back, and then he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not your dad or whatever, and then, then they start doing it, and I'm like, why? because they're both toxic, right? I think it's their, their toxicity, and both of them don't really know how to connect and actually have difficult conversations. The only way they know how to deal with anything is, is sex, and the same reason that Bojack slept with the person who insulted him at the bar last time. Sarah Lynn also has either been, yes. you know, she gets away with things by whining. She was treated as a sexual object. That's sort of just like her two ways of navigating stuff. I think it's just both of their coping methods involve sex, which is not great, okay. uh, which is why mm -hmm. both Diane and Todd are like, this is unhealthy for both of you. I also think Bojack's taking advantage of her a little bit because she is having a severe substance abuse problem and an addiction problem. Mm -hmm. And Bojack has its own issues, but I definitely think that, yeah. That's why they say he's taking advantage of him again. Oh, like they're kind of like codependent? Yeah, I think that's actually that maybe the best word for yeah. that. Hmm. Okay, okay. I, I was just like, 
I'm pretty sure people in real life don't argue like that. I could be mistaken. Maybe people do make out after arguments. I feel like in a lot of romance movies, it angry sex is a thing that happens, Melina. <laughs> you know, a- angry sex is a thing that happens a lot in romance movies, and that's all I can really say and comment on at this time. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Got to see Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, middle. what did you think about nice. the Mr. Peanut Butter TV award situation? His buddy or whatever got him a bunch of awards. That was the thing. I was just like, you're just buying all these awards. I'm like, why? Like, are you going to sell it off? Or are you just trying to pretend you have a lot of awards? Definitely I mean, the latter. But it's kind of like, buddy, <laughs> that's sad. And you're like legitimately famous. That's sad. <laughs> I mean, maybe he likes shiny dogs things. Dogs like shiny dogs. things? I thought that was like a bird thing. Dogs just like having fun, playing, fetch, mm-hmm. sticks. <laughs> It seems like I'm not a dog person, but I I like dogs. But yeah, I didn't think it was exclusively shiny things. You can get a dog to like anything. You just gotta be like, you see it? Do you see it? Do you want it? Do you want it? And then they're just in. They're in. You just gotta be hyped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but that that was cute. I just brought up Mr. Peanut. Is he your favorite character, Melina? After our last episode, I'm starting to. No, no, I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but it's like, I feel that because. I feel like you really liked him, and it's, 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 it I was see. rubbing off on me. I really <laughs> like Todd, and you seem to not care about Todd at all. I mean, he's okay. So, well, he's—I mean, he's like a completely different person yeah. in this episode. Yeah. I'm just like, who are you? I'm not in a bad way, but I'm just like, what's, what are you gonna be in the next episode? Like, are you gonna be a monk or something in the next episode? Are you gonna be like a? You know what? I feel like the, the show is still running. You're spitballing some great ideas. You don't know, but it could act- actually also happen. You know? <laughs> don't rule it out. You know, don't. Uh, who is your favorite character, though? Favorite character, um, I mean, I'm kind of impartial to all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because I feel that there's still so far, like we just see mostly one dimension of each of them. Well, yes. actually, I'm not gonna say dimension because sometimes some people have like great one dimension. They're all technically two dimension. <laughs> so far, I'm pretty impartial to all of them. Like they're just people. I guess there's not really one where I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go read fan fiction about this character. Oh, that's oh, your I bar. I see. I like Princess Carolyn and Diane, but I've also seen more seasons, so we'll see. Okay. Do you okay. think Bojack is a good person, Melina? I mean, so far it's still I still really think it's neutral. Uh, Even after him yeah. and Sarah Lynn basically slept together multiple times this episode, and you thought it was iffy. Yeah, like well, yeah, like. So I feel so I was thinking more about the question of because so we're saying whether he's good or yes. bad, correct? So like to me it's kind of hard to say because it's kinda of like I feel like good subjective. and bad are very not just subjective, but they're also like very like you can't uh, I feel like yes. a person can be both at the same time because it's like they've done a lot of things. It's sort of like how many things does a person need to do to be good mm-hmm. versus bad. And then it's like, does that overwrite everything yeah. else they've done kind of thing? It's a more nuanced look. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel that it's difficult to say. Like, in this sense, I feel that he didn't, I mean, like, they slept together. And like. It was both consensual, but, I guess, to with the quote unquote. They're both codependent to some reason. It didn't seem, you know, great for their health. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem healthy, but I don't necessarily. Like, if, if, say, he went around taking advantage of yeah. thousands of people, that might make it more, mm-hmm. like, questionable. <laughs> but right now, it's just one situation. So, it's hard to say. 
but so far i still think it's like it's still an isolated situation so okay before we go to takeaways what do you think is gonna happen next okay so i know at the very end the the birds uh, the reporters I took pictures of them doing it and then they flew off. So I'm guessing that's going to be leaked to the tabloids and then there's going to be a scandal or something that's on the news. And then Princess Carolyn is going to be like, oh my gosh, why are you on the news about this now? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be in the tabloids. I'm sure there's going to be more characters that's going to appear. And then Bojack, I feel that Bojack's going to face a lot of issues, like a lot of Mm -hmm. like people coming after him. I also feel like he's also going to be very defensive and being like, oh my gosh, why is the yeah. world like trying to turn on me or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll see. I think your guess is interesting. I won't <laughs> tell you what happens, but it's interesting. Did you have any takeaways? Let's see. Takeaways. I guess generally don't stab yourself at a mall. That's a good Dude, one. Hope that's don't stab yourself at a mall. <laughs> they talk a lot about blurring the lines between TV and reality and BoJack does that a lot even in the show with the segment so i think that is oh yeah yeah right that section i was wondering if he was that when i saw that i was wondering if he was trying to kind of relive his like days like back yes. then like oh he was happy back then he was on a show yes. blah 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 and then he was just trying to relive that because he's not happy yeah. with what he's i totally now. agree and i also think that it's the takeaway for me was that what you see on tv and how tv is depicted it's really important to know that that is not real life and drawing the line between what we see even on social media if we drag that out to to our lives as non-celebrities you know even what we see on social media it is not a reflection on real life Mm -hmm. tv movies yeah definitely social media Mm -hmm. like especially when there's so many people who are depressed because they see other people around them and they think they're so successful Like they're getting married or they're going on yeah, vacation. It leads to a huge comparison. Yeah, a lot of anxiety, social anxiety about your life, comparing yourselves. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, but uh, no, we're all different people. We all just got to chug along. We've got our own individual pasts, individual personalities, different people we've met with. So it's like we're all going to be at different places, but we just got to do what we got to yep. do. Yep, and we'll find out what happens. When Bojack faces these problems. I don't know. He's already facing these problems. We'll find out what happens with the birds. Next episode. Yes. Yes. I am looking forward to it. And you should. Everyone who's listening should also look forward to it. If they haven't already watched us four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's been more than four years, Melina. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help. Mm-hmm.